the Gubby Gubby are the traditional custodians of the lands we record this podcast on. We pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging, as they hold the memories, tradition and culture of this land. We extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures. Hello and welcome to Season 3 of the Milkshakes for Mali podcast, where people who have received blood products thank the donors who have saved, prolonged or improved their lives. My name is Kate Fisher. I am the creator of Milkshakes for Mali, an award-winning Australian storyteller and a changemaker. I am also mother to the incredible Mali. She is now seven and Australian blood donors have been keeping her alive for the last four years, much to the delight of her big brothers, Thomas and Campbell Benjamin. We live on the Sunshine Coast in Queensland with my amazing husband, Jeff, and Marley's seizure response service dog, Patty. You can check out our Instagram page for more information on just how much Patty has changed Marley's life. This podcast is the creative solution to a social problem which is persistent critical blood shortages in Australia. Not enough people donate blood. One in four Australians will need blood in their lifetime, and yet only about one in 30 eligible Australians donate. It's my mission to change that, while thanking as many blood donors as I can reach along the way. I've created this platform where blood recipients come on each week and tell their survival stories. Family members tell stories of the way that blood has helped their loved ones and blood donors can respond with their stories of why they are committed to saving the lives of others. Now, I wish that I could say that being a fierce blood donation advocate is purely a selfless act, but the truth of the matter is that this all started out of desperation amid the critical Australian blood shortages of 2021 during the COVID-19 pandemic when our daughter Marley was fighting for her life against the incurable condition autoimmune encephalitis. Marley became sick when she was only three and she was at, when she was at her sickest, she was having seizures that lasted up to 38 hours. She lost the ability to walk, talk, or even recognize me as her mum. For 19 months, we didn't spend longer than 10 days at a time out of hospital between infusions of intravenous immunoglobulin infusion. And these were made from human plasma donations. These infusions are life-saving for Marley when she relapses and life-preserving for every infusion in between. You will hear from Marley at the end of today's episode. She's now seven. She's currently in remission. She's part-time at school and she enjoys many aspects of a regular childhood. Making this podcast is so important to me because if our listeners have ever been blood donors, they can listen to an episode and wonder if they were the one who saved Marley's life or if their blood went to any of the other guests that I interview each week. And becoming a blood donor in the future means that you too could become a part of this story. Now on with today's show as we welcome a new member to the Milkshakes for Marley community. Samuel Johnson is an actor, philanthropist, and co-founder of the charity Love Your Sister, which is Australia's hardest working cancer vanquishment charity. Sam is also a gold Logie winning actor and was named Victorian Australian of the Year in 2018. Since its inception in 2012, Love Your Sister has raised $16 million for medical research 
and has a village of 1 million people who are united in their quest to vanquish cancer with hard science and the best new technologies. Samuel is also an Australian pop culture icon. He's been on our screens for decades, and whether you struck a liking for him for his portrayal of Evan Wilde or Molly Meldrum, while he was dancing with the stars or unicycling around Australia, raising money for cancer research, so many Aussies have an affection for this lovable Australian larrikin. Earlier this year, I sat on the steps of the powerhouse in Brisbane and I interviewed Sam. He was on tour promoting his latest book, Dear Lover, and I attended his event and negotiated a 15-minute interview at the end of the night. That was then reduced to 12 minutes, primarily because Sam had spent two hours after his show citing copies of the book for each of the 500 guests that evening, and he made every single one of them feel seen, heard, and understood, each one leaving feeling like they were the most important person in the room. I learned so much from watching Sam sweating away in the Brisbane heat, the way that he engaged with the cancer patients, hiding their bare heads under scarves and hats, scalps balding from the effects of chemotherapy, to the way that he greeted the children that thanked him and turned away to bury his head in a box of books and silently weep and wipe tears away after they walked away from him. Before a lighthearted joke about his secret Life of Us character, Evan Wilde, and then the complete change in demeanour, the dropping of his voice a few octaves and the setting of his shoulders when a corporate guest would approach. Having watched this chameleon perform on stage and then with the guests who lined up for hours to get their few minutes with him to tell their story, I did wonder how much would be left for me by the time we sat down to record this interview. When my time came, he evidently thought he was finished for the night. He'd signed his books, someone had done a Macca's run, and he'd chugged a few bourbon and cokes to get through the last hour of his book signings. He saw me loitering and offered a polite wave while it indicated he was very much done with the signings and the photos. I smiled apologetically and offered, I'm guessing that you are wishing that you hadn't offered to record a podcast interview at the end of tonight's event. It took Sam a moment for the penny to drop and then he kicked right back into gear. He told me that we needed to record backstage and I tried to be helpful. I explained that all my equipment was here. There was no need to go anywhere. We just needed a quiet table. And he looked me dead in the eye and he said, no, I need to go backstage. And then in a blur, <laughs> the Love Your Sister staff trying to explain that they were trying to lock up the venue and that he had gone hours over time. I found myself running backstage and through the dressing rooms of the powerhouse in Brisbane for Sam to grab us a couple of drinks and set us up on the steps outside on the Brisbane River to record an interview for the Milkshakes for Marley podcast. What do you say to the philanthropist and gold Logie winning actor, bereaved sibling and self-appointed vanquisher of cancer, especially when at the time I have a mother who has beaten breast cancer and a brother who is currently undergoing chemotherapy and fighting lymphoma while his wife was was caring for the then two-year-old and six-week-old daughters. Well, first I gave him a minute before I hit record and told him that I recognised his level of cognitive fatigue. I explained that like Sam, Marley has a brain injury and is now living with a functional neurological disorder 
following having autoimmune encephalitis. And then I hit record and I welcome Samuel Johnson to the Milkshakes for Mali community. I hope that you enjoy our chat. To keep cancer patients alive, you need a lot of blood donors. Yeah, right. To keep my kid alive, yeah, right. I need a lot of blood donors. Right, right. Um, we also cross over significantly because my mum had breast cancer. Oh, she's there you doing go. Brilliantly now. Yep. May not have checked her boobs. Yep. Had Connie's message not been so prolific and amazing. Connie, Connie was uh, up to date and still knew something was wrong and left it too late and died and paid the ultimate so, price. And she'd already had two cancers, so it even happens to people who are aware, yep, ready absolutely. to find it. Like they don't. No. Yeah, she was busy with kids. The other crossover mm. is that we left the Canberra Hospital to try and keep our kid alive and had to move to the Sunshine Coast. No uh, pediatric intensive care unit, Canberra Hospital. Gotcha. gotcha. Moved. Um, so I think that we've got three points of major crossover. Yeah. Um, I think you and I have what I love to call the parasocial relationship. What's parasocial? So I've grown up alongside you, parasocial. but you've just met me for the first time. Yeah, right, okay. So you will have There's seen out in the foyer that. <laughs> that I married a scruffy-haired writer yeah, right. who's yeah. a beautiful creator. <laughs> so it's crazy that I'm sitting here Sucks to be you. on the Brisbane River yeah. with Evan Wilde right now. <laughs> yeah. You know, they um, you know, I did a, uh, they did a novelisation of that really? in like years ago and flew me over to England really? to release this book that I hadn't written. Yeah. It was ghost written by me. Yeah. And I swore that I'd read the book on the plane, but I got drunk on the plane and I didn't read the book. So I landed in England yeah. to promote this novel that I'd supposedly written, yeah, and I got exposed by the BBC. I was say, it's like the Adele for CD not having e for not having ever <laughs> written that book because I didn't know the basic no plot points. I just had no idea at all. Surely someone could have given you some dot points to browse in an email. Well, maybe I should have just read the well, book. Well, I mean, that would have been ideal. I mean, they were taking me to England <laughs> to promote it, you know. And you still got to do that. I still I still put together books that I didn't write. <laughs> well, if I need a ghostwriter for yeah. our upcoming book. Oh, that mate, we're about mate, to release. I'll sort you out. I'll hit you up. <laughs> um, I think the second time that we have had crossover was very much when I realised that there wasn't enough plasma donors in Australia to keep my child alive. And having been in Canberra at the time and watched the incredible village that you guys created with Love Your Sister, I looked at that and I went, right, I don't just want to share Marley's story. I want to share all of the stories and I need to create a platform where people feel like they're part of a community and they realise that they're doing the better good. We can't treat your kid and we can't treat my sister unless we've got blood. That's right. It's, uh, I'm really glad that we're talking because mm. it's not often talked about. Yeah. It's, it's one of the many problems we face. Mm. Yeah. And we're pretty good blood donors, mm. but yeah. um, it's never enough, is it? No. Um, a, a, a workmate of mine who works for Love Your Sister just donated blood and uh, went to hospital again yeah, for right. donating. Yeah. Um, so he was sick last time. Yeah. And then uh, they said, ah, oh, it won't be a problem, it's a one-off. And so he went back again and uh, was hospitalised this What's time. What's incredible is that we're having uh, donors that show back up like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, with, without those repeat, without what I call repeat offenders, yeah. um, where would we be? Mm. Because it's those people giving blood regularly that keep the whole system alive. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And then, then there's Muppets like me that never donate because they're scared of needles. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we will show up and we will do a blood donation. Um, you know, I, prom- I promise, I promise you that I'll do it. Yeah. I promise you. Yeah, I'll come um, and do it with that's, you. Um, I don't use the P word lightly. No, I don't. But I don't, I don't really do. believe in them. Mm-hmm. Um, if I say I'm going to do something, I'll do it. Yeah. Um, is it blood or plasma that I'm doing? Doesn't matter. Whatever you feel more comfortable doing. You All right. Can do. do I need to know my own blood type? You do not. You just need to make an appoint- appointment with Lifeblood. Yep. Show up and yep. say, I'm a donor for the Milkshakes for Mali Lifeblood team. Yep. They'll take you through. They'll take your blood. Will they record that it's for, it's for you? If you say that's what it's for. Absolutely. Okay. I promise you I will do that. Okay. I promise you I'll come right. to wherever you are and we'll do one together. Um, in, um, with love for your kid. Yeah. Thank you. And with love for everyone else that needs it. Well, she was just out there before and she wanted to come and show you her special line from where she had her port. Ah, she really? was showing you when she came and put her coins in. So her really? little high five with you meant the world oh, to her. Oh, yeah, that was her. But she has a functional neurological disorder now. Right. From having autoimmune encephalitis. So yeah. to watch you on a stage with a brain injury, yeah. do what you just did, just gave our family so much hope yeah. for what her future is going to look like. So yeah. thank you for show, sharing that so candidly. Uh, if I, if I had a child, I would feel like you do. Mm-hmm. Or I imagine I would feel like you do. Yeah. Um, you need something pretty basic that we've all got mm. to keep your kid around. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's pretty devastating. Yeah, it is. Um, and, um, and you're doing the right thing by educating people. Um, just as it has been my mission to tell the country what the scientists and researchers are telling me, I'm not, it's not Connie's dream, it's yeah. not my dream, it's yeah. got nothing to do with me. Yeah. These are the facts, mm-hmm. right? And, and so I've spent the last 10 years going around the country trying to talk to everyone about it. Mm-hmm. And I see you doing the same. Yeah. And um, I think we're in the same chapter, the yeah. same league, because these are our loved ones. Mm-hmm. We could be doing more. Mm-hmm. We could be doing better, yep. and uh, and it's not just about my little one. It's mm. not just about your little one. It's not just about my sister. Mm. It's about all of us. Yeah. And um, we live in a chaotic, uh, busy world mm-hmm. that's money based rather than values based, mm. um, and we lose things like the fact that we're carrying gold in our veins. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. The fact that we could actually take one hour out of our lives and save a life. Seven minutes if it's a blood donation. Oh, include That's travel time. Include and travel time. If you want travel time, include no, no, I mean, You're not going to have a blood bank right next door. <laughs> you're going to have to get to one. Depends where you live. Uh, depends where you live, right? You, you might happen to live within five minutes of one, but let's yeah. say it takes yeah, an hour. Sure. So yeah. bugger all, basically. Yeah, yeah, it's um, and um, I value that. I think it's uh, my sister used to say to me all the time, Sam, this is bigger than us. Yeah. And um, I, I'm feeling that right now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The magic in the room that you created tonight, it was incredible to watch as you spoke about Connie and your family and keeping families together and that mothers shouldn't have to say goodbye to their children and children shouldn't have to say goodbye. There's an order. Yeah. There's an order. Yeah. You need to bury your parents. Mm. Yeah. Right? If they die before you, you've done well. Mm. Even though sometimes they die too young, yeah, absolutely. at least they died in the right order. Mm. Um, I, um, part of the reason, and there's about a million of them, but part of the reason I'm not a parent is because I can't deal with the fear. Yeah. I'm so scared yeah. that I can't protect that child. Yeah. Um, I see the world that we're in. So, you know, and uh, I just wonder whether I get just a bit too... Protective we've, said, and we've stood bedside in paediatric intensive care units and said goodbye to Molly four times now. 
I have said that goodbye and mm. I haven't been able to protect my child. Oh, and that's the ultimate that's pain. That's what this is. That's because the ultimate she has pain. been given another chance and there's some magical reason she's in this world. Yeah. She doesn't get to stay here without yeah. the kindness of Australian plasma donors. No scientific advance, no medical advance, that's not going to keep her here. She's in remission at the moment. She's doing brilliantly. You saw her out there in the foyer before. She's living yeah, her she's life. Yeah, she's doing great. making her life as beautiful as we can for yeah. as long as we can. Yeah, um, yeah. But she relapses tomorrow and without Australian plasma donors, yeah. no more Marley. Absolutely. I, couldn't, I couldn't protect my sister. She was sick. She was yep. going to die no matter what I did. Like, I had to realise after I'd unicycled like 8,000 k's, I could unicycle to the, to the moon and back and it wouldn't help her. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so maybe I identify with that sense of powerlessness. Well, that's point number three about our parasocial relationship. Yeah. Is that my brother was diagnosed with lymphoma just before Christmas with a two-year-old daughter and a 36-week-old pregnant wife. Ooh. And the outlook wasn't looking good. Um, and I sat on my bathroom floor and I cried a thousand tears to the point that I was vomiting and I actually said to my husband, what the fuck would Sam do? Yeah. Because you've done this and you've done it beautifully, but you've been so honest about it as well. Yeah. And Jake is my brother and we have got that exact relationship. Yeah, like yeah. there's no bullshit, we're not sugarcoating it. Yeah. It's as it is. Mm. My first thing was to think about how I could look after his wife and his little girls because he didn't want me to look after him. He wanted me to look after those kids. And, oh, um, that's a lot about him. making sure that there is enough blood to keep him with us. There's not a great deal else that we can do. Um, you stood up tonight and said that you were in a room full of heroes, Sam. Yeah. You are my hero. And there's a chance that my mum wouldn't still be here without the incredible messaging that Connie had done, that you had done through Love Your Sister. And you're helping us to... Oh live life because now um, is awesome. I belong in that room. Um, and and for years I just told myself I was a turd burger. <laughs> and um, then I woke up from brain injury about 18 months ago and my sister, my alive sister, yeah. really, really cared for me and my partner really cared for me. You're a brilliant author. Look um, at what your family does. Yeah, mm. we're book people. You really are yeah, book people? Yeah, we really are. Mm. We're going to um, plug that. I'll yeah, pop it's like we're, we're way notes. more book people than TV people or cancer people. Yeah. Um, but um, it's very, uh, nights like tonight, you've got a concentration of people that put others first. Yeah. I'm not saying I was born that way. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that I'm some kind of model. But, mm. uh, but I am saying that after 45 years, I feel I belong in that room. And I feel like I have the right to view those heroes. And if they view me as one, then they're wonky and they need a correction. And I don't necessarily believe that, but but I believe that I belong in the room. Yeah, well, and so that's as far as I can get with it. Yeah, correct me all that you will, but we as a family are incredibly grateful well, thank for what you. you have done. Thank you. Believe it or not, that means a lot. You know, I need a lot of fuel um, because um, the space I'm in is quite challenging. Yeah, absolutely. Um, in terms of there being a lot of cancer charities mm. and I'm in a cluttered space you're mm. in a rare space mm. um, so that's where we differ yeah. um, but um, it can be it, it can be quite challenging and and it wouldn't have been so gratifying and so inspiring and so fun unless the other people taught me how to look out for others yeah. because I, I, I've always been community minded but I've always been self-serving as well 
And the more community-minded I get, the more self-serving I am. Because the more communi community-minded I am, the better I feel about myself. Yeah. So I start to become a small T-turd burger, <laughs> you know. Um, and and so, so it kind of taught me to put the whip away. Mm. And it taught me that, hey, your best is good enough. It's, it's not enough. It's never enough. You'll never be the person you want to be. Like, if you can reconcile reality with ideals, mm -hmm there's a chance you won't end up in an asylum. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if, if you don't reconcile reality and your ideals, um, life can become very confusing and depressing. You know, so it's not necessarily about thinking I'm changing anything, mm -hmm. it's about knowing that I'm trying to. Yeah. And, and that's all I've got and that's all I need. I just need to know when I go to bed that I've tried yeah yeah well if people want to take an action after listening to today's conversation donate blood donate blood forget about cancer forget about cancer right now but just donate blood by I donating will. blood you help everyone you help people who have who have all kinds of things like you're a bro you're a broad person you're helping more people like, like there's a very specific percentile of the population that get cancer right but there's a much larger percentile of people that need blood to get through various disorders. Um, so I've been humbled tonight. Thank you. We will, however, mm. pop a link to Sam's 1000 in our show notes. And I don't think you should. People. I think you should pop a link in for blood donors. We'll pop a link in for both. No. <laughs> no. I disagree. I just disagree. Right. Okay. Let's just do the blood donor thing. Yeah. You've inspired me to donate blood. I promised you. I don't use the P word. Um, I don't believe in it. I think it's dodgy. Yeah. Um, but um, I swear on Connie. I swear on Connie. I will do that. Um, the only way it will get done is if I do it soon. Yeah. I've got it. <laughs> I will remind you. Right. I'm um, so you we've, we've, we've got to we've got to make sure that I do that in the next four weeks. <laughs> yep. Because um, we can't take tomorrow for granted. No, we can't. We can't. Um, so if I get another four weeks. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to use it to book that in, okay? Um, I'm going to have to speak to people that schedule me and tell me what to do with my life. I'm going to do all that. Yeah. Um, and they're going to find a little window for me. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to go, um, I know exactly where I'm going to go because it's next to where I used to go when I was a kid when my sister had cancer. Mm -hmm. um, so one of the charities that looked after us was right next to the blood bank. Yeah, right. So it's, it's in South Melbourne. I know exactly where to go. Mm -hmm. I've always wanted to do it, mm -hmm. but I've never done it. Yeah. Um, and um, I've gotten close a couple of times yeah. because I understand the importance of it. Um, but thanks for getting me over the line. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Sam. I really appreciate your time. Um, I'll back it up, I promise. Thank you. You can hear in that interview that I tried to address the initiative that Love Your Sister were promoting that night called Sam's 1000. Of course, these terms are always negotiated with managers before I get to chat to guests of Sam's calibre. But Sam was so generous with his support for the Milkshakes for Marley movement and very forcefully shut me down. He told me that this interview was about blood donation and cancer patients benefit from blood donations. He told me he was humbled by Marley's story and of the work that I am doing. And he made me a promise that he would become a blood donor. In fact, he swore it on his late sister Connie's life. We hugged it out and then he was gone. A few days later, Sam sent me a text message wearing the Milkshakes for Marley podcast t-shirt that I had gifted him in thanks for doing this interview. 
to have him take the time to be on our podcast and to acknowledge my work in the way that he did was beyond humbling. We absolutely adore having Sam as the newest member of the Milkshakes for Mali community. Samuel's sister Connie passed away from breast cancer in 2017. She was the recipient of many blood products during her cancer treatments. Australian blood donors prolonged and improved her quality of life, giving her more time to live by her motto, now is awesome. We dedicate this episode to Connie and her epic legacy. May she rest in peace. This episode was written and hosted by me, Kate Fisher. I'm also your executive producer. Today's guest was actor, philanthropist and cancer vanquisher, Samuel Johnson from Love Your Sister. Welcome to Country and Audio Production by Jeff Fisher. Social Media Assets by Jason at Strosky Media. And as always, I will leave the final word to Marley. Thank you for my prayers, Mark.